Fit the casino, candy Cheeto, steamboat, desert eagle, desert eagle, flash the Buick Regal. I pull up on you people, buttercream beetle. What is up, everybody? What is up, Cinema Seven listeners? Welcome back. I am your host for this episode, the 100th episode, Mario B. I hosted the first one, I guess. So, uh, you know, they have made me the host for this episode. I was gonna say, let's take turns. I said, no, they don't want to do it. So it's just me. Uh, but those two who are with me that, you know, made me host is, uh, Chris Hawk. 100th episode! Do, do, do. And John Kenoki, Sith Lord. I'd like to point out that I wasn't on the first episode, so I don't think it'd be right if I did host. Because I haven't been here for all 100 episodes. You know, Mario's been here the most, I think it makes the most sense. And I'd just like to point out also that you said ween hundredth, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> It's a new word. I just made it up. It means that we collectively are at 100. You know, I, just I don't know. Was I don't know how many like sirens and stuff are going to go off during this period because I think they should keep going for the first five minutes, no matter what we're talking about. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, yeah, I, yeah, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. I don't even hear any sirens. What are you talking about? You're talking about airplanes? You're talking about jets? They're, at, they're added in post. Added in, in post. post. <laughs> Or are you talking about the horns that Chris Ock was doing? Do do do. So anyway, this is our hundredth episode. We're talking about uh, us. We're going to be getting more personally into us. I think you haven't really got to meet us. I think on the first episode we talked about some of the stuff we liked. Me and Chris Hawk and Josh when he was here. Uh, like John said, he wasn't here the whole time. He, John came when John started to come on the podcast. He was a guest. The first time he was a guest was episode seven, I believe. Or Whoa. Was it episode seven when we were talking about Suicide Squad? That was the first episode John Kenoki was ever on on the podcast. And, you know, I think it was intimate. It was intimate. I think it was. <laughs> oh, it was intimate. <laughs> I think it was. We had we had smoky candles. That Maple was a curd. night I'll never forget. Maple curd bacon. Miller time, brother. But Little I time. think I think what. I was trying to say is I, I I think John being a part of the podcast was something that had to happen because Josh was, you know, truly never there mentally. You know, I don't I don't think he's ever really there <laughs> mentally. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like it's like when someone's sitting there and you remember in the Looney Tunes and they zoom in through their head and like the monkeys are chiming. I think that's what was going on when Josh was there. Are we I about to this, talk trash about Josh right now? I think now? this is no, considered slander. <laughs> it's definitely called slander, and I we're think we can get trash. sued for that. We definitely can get sued for all of this. You think Josh is going to sue us? He said, he's not all he said he's not all there. You never know what he could do. <laughs> You're right. He could, be, he could be a mastermind of sorts. I mean, the man saw Resident Evil, the last chapter, in 3D IMAX twice. Twice. <laughs> So shout out to Josh Haddix. Uh, you know, you're a part of the first, um, I want to say up until 
I think Resident Evil was his last episode. So it's it's fitting that that's what How we fitting. remember him by. Uh, but like I said, today you're gonna we're gonna be talking about <laughs> some of our influences, uh, some of the things that grabs our attention, entertainment wise. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, you know we're a bunch of shit talkers. <laughs> I I really don't feel like I was talking crap about Josh, but I mean, <laughs> he wasn't mentally all there. <laughs> is he ever there? Let's be honest, okay? The guy is just doing crack and. Sitting on doorsteps. Oh my god. Being a, a bum. Do we want to redo this? No. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I just want to make sure that our lawyers are standing by presently. They know that this is all in good fun. And I don't want them to contact us when this episode is up. Don't worry. Michael J. Bakari, attorney at law, is the Cinema 7 lawyer... <laughs> And he knows how to defend us, okay? He, he knows the inside the law and out outside of the law. He's, he's done it. He's been there. He's got a suit and tie, I think. You know, this is At better than tie. some cold opens of SNL. <laughs> My goodness. We are just... Keep this bit going on forever. Just keep on beating the dead horse that is Joshua Haddock. I mean, come on. This guy... With the, with a quick trip to uh, you know nolo.com, I will be the best Cinema Seven lawyer we've ever had. So <laughs> I approve this message. We'll have Josh come on and defend himself. So, as I was saying, <laughs> my goodness gracious, we're talking about ourselves. We're actually going to introduce ourselves more. We're going to get you, let you uh, get to know us more. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite video games. Going to talk about some of the stuff we grew up with. We're going to be talking about our top 10 favorite movies. Uh, we're going to guest each other's top 10 favorite movies. Uh, that's going to be that's fun. That's a treat. Uh, some of us might have some joke haha lists prepared for, <laughs> for each other. So that's going to be even funnier to hear us laugh. Because if, if you have been listening to us, you, you probably do have a sense of what we like and, and what movies we haven't liked in the past two years and what we have ribbed on each other for. So... It, it, there's going to be some callbacks in these joke lists. I, ju- I just like to point out that I think the way this episode started, it's a roast. We're roasting each other. <laughs> we're, ro- <laughs> we're roasting each other. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness, so, goodness. So before we get into all that, how was your guys' week? We, I mean, we've... we've uh, Westworld came out, episode four. We talked about episodes one, two, and three. Obviously, we can't talk about it. We're not going to talk, talk about, about it. it. Are we just going to do three episodes, three episodes, and then three episodes, and then yeah. last episode? Yep. That's how we're going to do it. Yep. And I'll tell you, I liked episode four, but we're not discussing that right now. No. Nope. Yeah. I also you liked shush. episode four. I'm going to tell you why. No, you're not. No, I'm not. My lawyers tell me I'm not going to. Would you, Chris Hawk, what did you do this past week? This whole week? Besides work, obviously. I have 10 days left of school left for this year. And I'm pretty excited that I can have my summer. Pretty excited about that. Uh, right now, we're learning about um, LED lights and fixtures. So it's pretty cool. LED is the, uh, and has been, the lighting fixture of the future. And it's only going to take over from there. It might be a little bit more expensive, but uh, it lasts nearly forever. It's in TVs. Yeah. That's LED, all I can LED, tell you. LED TVs, you know. 
they're brighter, higher resolution. They look pretty. Chris, Chris Hawk, that sounds like a very interesting week. Yeah, man. John, how's your week, man? <laughs> Brother? It was, it's good. Uh, Brother? On the opposite of Chris Hawk, I'm about to lose my summer, so <laughs> um, that's all right. It's my job. John, did but, you get that uh, um, message I sent you about them taking all the behind the scene green screen footage of Doctor Strange and putting them in water parks? <laughs> no. It was amazing. I sent it's you a- that on Instagram. It's pretty hilarious. Mario, did, did oh you see God. it when I retweeted it? Did you no, see it? No, I didn't I even notice that. Oh, man. Did you retweet it through the podcast or through your personal twit? My personal. Your personal twit. My he, bad. He's got to, he's you know, placate to his followers. Yeah, yeah he does. My, he does. My 51, my 51 followers, they love me. <laughs> they but, do. I mean, other stuff I did, you know, uh, my girlfriend and I went up to Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Home of your, your own town, where you uh, hail from. Yeah, I, I, I actually own the town. John owns this um, town. Now, uh, her grandparents are from there, and uh, we went there. It's uh, like a population of less than 20,000 people, so it's a small community, wow. small downtown. A lot of old buildings, and uh, we went to some, uh, two national park sites. Uh, there was a flood in Johnstown in the 1800s, and then we went to the Flight 93 Memorial um, did, which is, I mean, it was really cool just to be there. Did and, you get your uh, stamps? You got your stamps? Yeah. yeah. Nice. And if you don't know what Flight 93 is, it's the, you know, the, the third flight from the September 11th attacks that went down in Pennsylvania that uh, terrorists tried to hijack, but, you know, people took over and basically crash landed it and lost their lives. So it's the memorial close, was... It's close to Johnstown? It's It's like right outside. It's in Somerset. It's like maybe... 30 minutes away. You know, it, not, was really, it was really nicely done. I'm not going to lie. I never knew where it crash landed. They never tell you. Like, I don't remember distinctly where they say it crash landed. All, they, all I remember saying is Flat 93 crash lands in Pennsylvania. That's all I remember. Yeah, I, the memorial is actually at the site of the crash. It was in a, uh, like a strip mine uh, that I think they still use some of it to mine, but they have the memorial set up along the path, and then there's like a, a memorial plaza where they had actually landed. It's it's really nice. But what'd you do, Mario? Uh, what did I do this week? I So far, I've, I've uh, worked, and I've, uh, I got to uh, set up all the Black Panther stuff at the uh, good old Best Buy at the day how, job. How much oh. of that was that? Uh... It was a, there's a lot. There's a lot of pre-orders for it. Uh, me and Chris Hawk went to Tidewater Comic Con over the weekend. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, I couldn't make it. Uh, what, what was the highlight? Highlight? Uh, probably Thanos. This, yeah, probably get, sh- Thanos. Shout out, shout out to one of our followers who uh, dressed up as Thanos. Let me just tell you, that was the best damn costume there. You looked like legitimate Thanos, and I uh, was too scared to get a picture with you because you're Thanos, okay? Yeah. You're Thanos. 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 Bring me Thanos. That was pretty fun, and probably the two other things was the one cosplayer who was Master Roshi, or not Master Roshi. <laughs> Did I say that wrong? <laughs> What's no, no, his no. name? Master Roshi. Oh, Master Roshi. He had he had a turtle shell on his back, right? But it was made out of a baby pool. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, that made me and Chris Hawk laugh. Well, it made me <laughs> laugh. And I think Chris Hawk was laughing because I thought it was so funny. But I just looked at Chris Hawk and I was like, baby, baby pool. It's a baby pool. <laughs> uh, there was a uh, man bat costume, which was phenomenal. 
the guy the guy told me that it took him three years to make and i was like this dude this is a great costume i think that's one of my favorite photos from tidewater comic-con you know parking was not that great at uh tidewater no. comic-con but i gotta say i felt it was the most the better run con since the since last year i felt last year was way more crowded this one did i like parking lot wise definitely more crowded this year but i still think it wasn't as crowded this year i felt it was a little bit more spacious than last year do you, you know what i'm saying mario or is you completely disagree i thought it was uh yeah i mean there was a lot of um not a lot of space in between vendors right i mean there never is yeah but it, it wasn't bad I didn't get any, we didn't get any of the celebrities autographs. I wanted to get, what's her name from Star Trek Next Generation? Beverly Crusher. I didn't have any cash. And I was going to get these t-shirts, right? And Did I was you like, get the t-shirts? I got one t-shirt the next day. Which well, t-shirt was it? The robot one. I mean, that's good. That's the good one. But me and Chris Sock walked over to the ATM and it was like out of order. And I was like, <laughs> that's a sign. I shouldn't buy anything else today because I bought that <laughs> Samurai Captain America. I'll come back tomorrow and buy it then. Dude, John, the instant we walked in, the first vendor we see, I was, we were just looking at the toys, looking for Jar Jar, of course. Pop Jar Jar. I, I had to ask. And then freaking the, you know, the Marvel heroes in the style of uh, Japanese characters. Boom, right there. Mario instantly bought it. It was, Look- it was pretty I'm gonna stop you right there. Mario found that Jar Jar Pop. He wouldn't buy it because he's never going to buy it because of how much it costs. All right, he's not a true fan, and it was pointless. Getting called out, Mario. I am getting called out. You know what? I mean, this episode is all about roasts, so (laughs) I'll take it, Chris. I'll take it, um, John Kenoki. I almost called you Chris Hawk. So you're not a true Jar Jar fan. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. (laughs) Not a true. So you just he took it. You just like Jar Jar for the shits and giggles. (laughs) <laughs> you, you don't you won't back him up like a true fan huh? you know what jar jar there's nothing wrong with jar jar okay jar jar is for the children and i mean every child loves jar jar every child loves jar jar okay there's nothing wrong with jar jar banks if the children love him he's just this gener. he's just the prequels generation of c-3po i don't know if i hear anything from this non-true jar jar fan <laughs> Oh, I don't hear. I don't hear. I don't hear much depth. You know, it's just, you know, it's not. It's very shallow. You know, not a true Jar Jar fan over here. So let's get That's- into let's get into the conversation about like some of the stuff that influences us. Some of the stuff we grew up with. Uh, I hate to cut you off there, Chris Hawk, but shut the fuck up. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All out. So let's let's talk about what influences us. Let's talk about some of the stuff we grew up with. Now, obviously. We're all big superhero fans. We all like Marvel. We all like DC. You know, uh, John collects a lot of comic books, collects a lot of statues. Uh, that had to start somewhere. That had to start somewhere. So, John, what, like, what kind of superhero stuff do you remember growing up with? Or what was a lot of the stuff that you remember getting your superhero uh, fandom from? Well, I think you would mention it, too, that, you know, all the 90s cartoons and even before that, um, like the old the old Spider-Mans and his amazing friends, you know, those those cartoons. A lot of cartoon influences. Uh my dad also collected comics, which he collected uh primarily Superman and Spider-Man. So and he collected 90s Spider-Man, which is uh 
the the McFarlane series, and then he collected uh, Superman around the time of like the Death of Superman event and all that. So he had a lot of that stuff. So I got to see those, but I mean, most of my like superhero collecting and all that other stuff is actually just me, like just doing it. I mean, I guess there's a small influence there, but I didn't really get into any of that stuff until I really started collecting comics and caring about it. And I did that randomly because I wanted to collect something. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Cause now I have like seven boxes of comics. <laughs> yeah. The long ones. <laughs> and your pool is this crazy. I don't have space for these comics anymore. I have seven long boxes of comics and they weigh so much. You know, I just went through my comics like yesterday to like bag and board and sort them. Do you know the last time I bag and board and sorted comics? Three years ago. This is the last free comic book day. I went from free comic book day to free comic book day without <laughs> sorting those comics. There's like 200 comics I had to sort through. It's just ridiculous. But I mean, a lot of mine comes from like early cartoons. And I played uh, a lot of like Nintendo, classic Nintendo, and then classic uh, like Nintendo 64 stuff when I was growing up. So video games too, mainly, you know, the typical nerd stuff. Yeah, um, same thing. You know, I grew up with a lot of the same cartoons. I uh, watched it with, you know, with my dad. And my dad wasn't a big comic book collector like uh, John's dad, but my dad would... Uh, he had he had some X Men comics, and you know he was my dad's a big Superman fan. Uh, he's mostly in the Superman uh, because of his uh, moral stance and uh, what he uh, what Superman believes in. You know, my dad I think believes in the same thing, or, or always thought it was what you should believe in. I guess if that makes any sense. So I grew up, you know, uh, with a lot of Superman influence and Spider Man. And uh, Captain America didn't really come uh, until my dad showed me. He, he had this old VHS of the Captain America movie from like the 70s. And, I, it, you know, it's completely nowhere near the same storyline or anything. But my dad believes that, the, you know, that movie and Flag and whatever else is in that movie is canon. So it, it's pretty it's pretty hilarious. And he knows everything about uh, that movie and he can quote it and stuff. So that's where some of my influence comes from superhero wise. And my brother was almost named Thor for crying out loud. You know, I go with John and I go with uh, Chris Hawks to the comic book shops and, and uh, get into it myself. I, I'm more of a, like a collector of the covers and, and uh, if something really pops at me, I, I will read it, you know, but Chris Hawk, what are, what, what influenced you fandom wise into like superheroes and, and stuff like that? So usually when um, my like the first comic book I remember getting superhero wise Spider-Man was from my stepmom. She bought me a Spider-Man comic and it was I think it was about the others when um, it's all about Spider-Man's totem, which is the spider. And uh, that was, it was like the weirdest comic to me because he was fighting actual spiders. And I, I distinctly remember <laughs> that it was it's it's freaking yeah. nuts. Before that, it would have to be the animated Spider-Man show, where Spider-Man is super huge, he looks like a jock. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. I think that was what set me off for Spider-Man. My first real big superhero show that I ever watched, like, from beginning to end, every Saturday morning on WB, I was, I was right there at, like, 8.30, mm -hmm. I think it was, or 9 o'clock. I watched it all the time. I think that's a big part of why Spider-Man is my favorite, because I grew up with the animated you know, I read some comics here and there. I never really followed the comics until 
what was it, about eight, uh, eight years ago when I was working at Burger King, and I met this guy, and his name was Ed, and he was really into comics. And I'm talking about, like, I went over to his house one day, he had bookcases of comic books, and he showed me this place called Trilogy, which I've never heard of. And we, we'd go there, and I actually set up my first pull, and I started reading tons and tons of comics. You know, DC, Marvel, all of it. And I couldn't stop. And then, you know, eventually, I spent money on other things, and I stopped spending money on comics. And, but mostly, I, uh, I don't collect comics. I, uh, I just read them, usually. I never usually go back to them. Or usually, uh, the covers really don't matter to me, unless they're like something expensive spectacularly special like the secret war covers or any covers by alex ross since alex ross is one of my favorite artists um i do collect spider-man invincible and some dc comics uh like justice society of america was probably one of my favorite runs back in the day but i i I really don't collect a lot of comics you know something else uh we didn't really because we mentioned most of the marvel cartoons i don't john did you mention like batman animated series and all that stuff uh superman i was just i was just talking generically but i mean batman animated series is like the best superhero anim- animated series ever made right yeah it's pretty dope it's pretty good i mean batman beyond was a great follow-up to that uh justice league i think we've all watched and and we still watch it we still you know we'll turn it on all of us have talked about it. Uh, Joey Hill talks about it. You know, he, he watched Unlimited a few years ago and was real big into it uh, recently. And uh, Super Friends, uh, for me personally. Young Justice. Yeah. Justice is good. Speaking of your cover thing, I remember when we were at Tidewater, we were looking at some of the, the blown up uh, prints of the covers, and you were talking about how you like things kind of with the lines and the shading and it looks more gritty versus uh it looking yeah, super some, clean very clean like everything that's you see is like there's no like trace marks etching or it's hard to explain because i don't know art but i know what i like when i see art the things that the, that were there there was too clean there was like there's a lot of empty space i think that's what i what really got me for some covers there was a lot of empty space but like the one um, Spider-Man by that guy that you, you know, you forcibly bought me. That, what are you, that what was are you a, talking about? I didn't, yeah. What? You bought that. <laughs> you bought that. That was a really great cover. But I, that's why I like Alex Ross so much, because it's how detailed his covers are. And basically his covers take up the entire of the uh, comic book. Yeah, I mean, uh, we all, I think we all pretty much like the, the kind of the same heroes. John. He's more into like the very strong female um, lead type of characters because, I mean, ever since I known John, you know, it was a video game or anything. You'd always pick this female character and and like, you know, he's big into Wonder Woman and stuff. And I don't know, it's it always cool. My top three are Green Lantern, Aquaman and Wonder Woman. So they're all up there. But yeah, I mean, I have tons of other stuff that does tend to go that way. And I mean, I I don't know why that is. Sometimes I feel like it's because I feel that the female heroes have to have more diversity in terms of what they can do mm-hmm. to be interesting. Because I feel like a lot of male superheroes are the same. And I think that's just me. I don't know that that comes from anywhere. But I feel like a lot of male superheroes are kind of almost the same in terms of what they do or where they come from. Yeah. Because, like, uh, Captain America and Superman, who are some of my favorites, you know, they, they morally, I think they have 
the same type of moral compass. Like I, I, I'm big on the characters, morals, and and uh, how they help others and stuff. And uh, those are two characters that I, I think that's some of the reasons why I'm drawn to them, is they're willing to do more. I mean, some of the early, I think, Captain America stuff, he's more like a soldier and stuff like that. But, you know, more recent stuff, he's willing to help and and uh, he's he fights for freedom, the idea of freedom, and, and I like stuff like that. And Chris Hawk loves Spider-Man. If you haven't heard us mention it before, Chris Hawk, <laughs> and if, he just said it too earlier, so, you know, he's big in the uh, Spider-Man. I think, I think the reason why I like Spider-Man so much is because he is always an underdog, no matter what he does. Even when he gets an upper hand in any situation, it just, it's like he has the, re- you know, he, they, sometimes they call it, I mean, they definitely do call it in the comic book series, the Parker Luck, and it, it's bad and it's good. I would love to see a good, heartfelt story for Spider-Man, but it just, the mythos of Spider-Man for 60-some-odd years just isn't that way. It's always tragedy tragedy for Spider-Man, um, mm-hmm. and that's probably why I like Batman so much also is because he is considered an underdog, but he can just beat anyone, so he's yeah, not really I mean, really he's an super underdog. smart. Super smart. I mean, we won't get into it now, but I mean, Batman can totally beat Iron Man. Let's be honest. No, we're not. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. So no. John, John brought up video games. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of our video game influences and, and stuff like that. I guess before we get there, you know, I mentioned my dad and, you know, my dad made an audible ad for us. So I think I'm going to put that <laughs> right here. What's up? What's up? Cinema 7 Podcast listeners, how you doing? Here I am, the pro wrestling legend Mongoose from the Lehigh Valley right here in Pennsylvania. Listen to me when I talk to you, brother. I'm talking about the great offer from Cinema 7 and Audible. Visit www.audibletrial.com slash c7pod. This is the only place, I'm telling you, the only place where you can get some free stuff. You can get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice from www.audibletrial.com. Now listen, man, I'm telling you, check it out. It's free. Even if you cancel your membership, you get to keep this free audiobook all to yourself. I want you to share this with your friends. Get on Facebook. Get on Instagram. Get on Twitter. I'm telling you right now, we're going to ride this lightning bolt all the way to another universe, brother. Check it out. Cinema 7 Podcast, right now. That is the best ad, I'm telling you, like, hands down. 90s commercial. He should be selling stuff. Though he does sell stuff. He's he's a frequent <laughs> uh, flea marketer. Yeah. The man is a, the man is a haggling <laughs> genius. I think, um, I think that's another thing where uh, me and John can relate is our dads like are kind of like this kind of like the same thing like the flea markets and you know like you know what i mean does that make sense yeah i, I could kind of see that i mean not sa- they're not the same person because i mean they like some no. of the same stuff but yeah and you know chris hawk's dad chris hawk's got a cool dad i mean we all got cool dads they can they can be cool i should say i mean we the, let's be honest dads can dads or moms can always piss us off our parents can always piss us off but deep down you know i I feel like we we all have cool dads chris hawk's dad loves episode one did you know that john 
I wasn't aware. Is that accurate, Chris Hawk? Yeah, I think that's his favorite. He said it. I, I think that, I think, I do believe, what, I asked him how, how he liked Less Jedi. He said he didn't, but he loved Holdo. And then I was like, which one's your favorite? He goes, Phantom, Phantom Menace, the first one. Oh my God. But like, Mario, do you feel a kinsmanship <laughs> with him? I do. And you know, his Mario's- dad has a good voice, so I think we should get David Hawk on the podcast. I think, or, you know, David Hawk should do an Audible ad for us. I think that'd, that'd be great. Do, I'll see what I could do. I'll see what I could do. Give me, gonna, give, me a, <laughs> give me a script. I will. And then he'll, he'll ad-lib it. My dad has a great speaking voice, so. John, write that script down for David Hawk. All right, I'm email start to pinning it now. Are yeah, we just going to get all, all of our dads to do ads? <laughs> yeah. Dad ads? Is that what we're going to do now? Dad, dad ads? ads? <laughs> I have to get my dad drunk to do an ad. Dad ads. Oh, my God. Oh, Paige Kenoki's ad would be great. He'd probably he'd probably you know, uh, you, improvise. You know you got to get Pappy to do one now. No, you got to. No, thank you. you. Got you got to. He would insult Canadians or something. It doesn't. I, it I does not matter. This is happen. the roast roast city. He's <laughs> like, what? What the hell am I doing this for? What am I doing this for? You're doing it for I'm the not Canadians, doing this. Pappy. <laughs> He's doing it for the Canadians. I'm not, I'm not doing you, this. See, what you do is you have to record him just talking and then splice his words and make it yourself. <laughs> you have to talk to like, him about, like him about doing an ad. Yeah, 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 just like... I'd have to cut out all the F words. Pappy, do you know, what, do you know about Audible? What's oh, Audible? Shut up. Oh, shut up. Yeah, what's Audible? Oh, it's books. <laughs> audio books. <laughs> See, there you go. You got, you got Audible and yeah. audio books right there. Boom. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, but John mentioned earlier, we we're talking about video game. He's mentioned video games, you know, generic geek stuff we all grew up with. I, you know, I said that you guys could write down top 10, top 5 video games, wherever you guys wanted to talk about. Uh, we all grew up with gaming. I, I, that's one of the things how we kind of bonded as friends. Uh, you know, our group, Joey Hill, George, Carrington, uh, John Smurf, uh, Danny Moore, Chris Hawk Whoa. and I, you know, Sean Barnes, he was part of that. You know, we all, we all kind of bonded through video games. And uh, I think when we grew up, video games was at its like, as was booming. And I think that's why it's still kind of a part of us and, and it's still kind of a hobby and, and a distressor and it, there, it's just there's a lot of story and creativity in video games too and Ma- madden um, is not a distressor <laughs> no madden is not a distressor uh madden is a rage inducer and uh we won't go into madden uh oh, but nope i i mean i do personally like sports games i do i've played the sports games uh f- since i was a kid Chris Hawk, tell us about some of the video games that you like, or if you have your list, tell us what your list is, top favorite video games. All right, my top list. This is coming at you. Um, I'm not going to lie, the order sucks, but uh, this is my, my video games that uh, I hope I didn't forget any. Uh, the Mass Effect series. I love all three games. I think it might be the epitome of Chris Hawk's favorite type of video game, RPG, shooter, adventure sci-fi. exploration game all right what i said sci-fi oh yeah sci-fi uh and of course halo the halo series i i grew up i think that's the reason why i'm so good at shooters is because of halo uh <laughs> i think our group really meshed together at halo 2 i think we played we, at the we, end of halo 1 2 i think at, is when like halo at the right before halo 2 was coming out is when i really became a part of 
like your guys's group because you guys were kind of like already established friends when I came into the picture. I mean, I I was friends with Carrington, and you know, I mean, Carrington would play Yu Gi Oh and Beyblade and play ESPN Two K Five in his garage, but. <laughs> You know, those we, were the days. Those were the days. But like um, when I met you guys is like because I hardly played Halo like before I met you guys. And then when I met you guys, like that's when I was exposed to Halo. And I was like, I got to get an Xbox. I don't have an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, Halo, I, I think just because of the fact that for one whole summer, the only thing we did was play Halo 2 and Gears of War. For a whole summer night and beginning of school year, well, that's all we did, and I—that's a memory that I don't think I'll ever forget. It was like a rotation of the Pennsylvania boys and uh, me, Mario, and Joey Hill, and we just we just played Halo every single night and Halo Two every single night, and I just think it was a great time. And I think that memory, the nostalgia of Halo, you know, Master Chief, the story of the Forerunners, and I think one through three is my favorite. Uh, four, five, and whatever they're going to do next is okay. But one through three is my Halo. I think when uh, three came out, I hate to cut you off again, Chrisok, but I think when okay, three... always. Three, always cutting you off, but I think always when three came off. out is when I was... When I met John, right? When, did I meet you when Halo 3 was already out? Um, or did I meet you I before think, it came out? I think we met before Halo 3 came out. Like it was slightly before. I'm gonna okay. check this fact. <laughs> you have you have you have that written down or something? <laughs> no, I'm googling it. Oh, you're googling. <laughs> we oh. live in the age of the internet. Oh, you can Google when we met. No, I'm googling oh, oh. when Halo Three came out. Oh, just yeah, look yeah. when you guys. Be- I know what look, year we made. Just look when you guys became vo- Facebook friends, okay? <laughs> yeah, we we met before that because it came out in 2007, and we met in my freshman year. Oh, okay, so Danny was assassinating us in Halo 2. Yes, that is accurate. Okay, Chris, I'll continue with your list. Thank you. Uh, the Tomb Raider series, the new Tomb Raider series, I think that they're just a great, great adventure platforming video games. I'm not very good at platformers. I never was. And I think these games hit the right amount of exploration, danger, tension, uh, story, supernatural, that I just, I dig all the way through. I love, I love her story. I love the characters. I love the action. The game is very, very easy to play. Very good controls. It's just a fun game all around. Uh, I think I, for, like, I have two Zelda games on my list. Uh, let's go to the first one I ever played was Link to the Past. Uh, Link to the Past on uh, Game Boy Advance SP. And that's one of the first games I actually beat through and through, like, 100%. Chris Hawk, you know, loving time travel and stuff. The, the use of time travel to beat dungeons. And I think it, all around that might be my favorite Zelda game. But of course, I got to mention the newest Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, which I just, the amount of things you can do in this game is amazing. I, I think this would be one of the most perfect games on my list. I think I could give this game like a perfect 10 out of 10, maybe 11 out of 10. There's, I didn't see anything Whoa. wrong with this game. When I played it, I had the best time with it. I, I mean, there's so much stuff I didn't do in this game, and I, I feel like I still had a good time doing it. Uh, of course, I got to mention all the Smash games. Uh, I think we've had a great time playing Smash. I think even more than Halo sometimes. I mean, 
we get legitimately into Smash, and it is a fun time. Uh, I think, I don't know whether we played Smash or Halo more, but I do believe it's close. Because whenever we get, oh, whenever we'd get together, we'd usually play Smash more than Halo. And I just, it's just a fun party game. It's one of the best party games out there. Smash is just so much fun. It's, it's, you know, the games don't last long. You can, you can just play. We always have a blast. We always, you know, always always blame Joey. Always blame Joey for picking the cheap characters because he does. And it's always fun. It's always fun. Sentinel is a cheap character. I'm sorry. Sentinel, Sentinel's a super cheap character. So is Captain Commando and freaking Shumagorath and all his dumb characters. All his <laughs> dumb characters, okay? And of course, I got to put down Pokemon. Uh, I haven't, I actually haven't completed the last Pokemon game because I kind of just got tired of it. But Pokemon does have a special place in my heart. I mean, we, I think we all started, we all were into Pokemon. We all played, we all kind of battled each other. Well, Mario you... doesn't Mario doesn't EV train his Pokemon, so his Pokemon are always trash. Look, yeah. So <laughs> even she, like I had <laughs> Mario's a bit of a classic player, okay? Classic Pokemon. EV training was highly unknown before the internet, Chris Hawk. Yeah, I, I had no idea what the hell EV training was, and I remember when I first like Chris Hawk destroyed me. And he like constantly would rub it in my face. You got an EV train, bro. Got an EV train. And I remember I was just like, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and train my player. Ugh, I thought it was like cheating, and oh, I was so mad. I was so mad. Yeah, but his Pokemon are trash. That's all you need to know. My Pokemon are um, not trash. There, there is something to be said about Pokemon and its longevity. How it can create almost nearly the same game with the same mechanics and the same basic storyline structure of gym battles uh the league and then the after game which is sometimes non-existent there's for some of the games there's really nothing to do after you beat it except for collecting all the pokemon which never really interests me at all uh but pokemon train them yeah i don't i don't care about pokemon anymore but it's still i mean i think i would like to get my children into pokemon because it's a time sink and it probably would Keep them busy for a while. Uh, Witcher 3. I think Witcher 3 is a breathlessly beautiful game. It is so beautiful. The mechanics in the game are fun. There's so many different play styles you can do. The game, it's so, there's so much going on in this game that I just, like, with, uh, I think I beat it in, I think I sunk 69 hours into it the first time. And I, there's just, Still, so much stuff you can do in this game. I haven't even played the DLC, which I want to. The main character, Geralt, uh, is just a... He's a great character. I love the storyline. I could go on forever, but... Uh, and then the Incredible Machine. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the, of the Incredible Machine. But it's no. basically... It's like a PC game, and uh, what you do is make Rube Goldberg machines to try to do something on the game. It's probably one of my favorite pc games i've ever played it's basically you have to you have to put like a like a seesaw bowling ball with string you can you can turn level levels on with seesaws are you talking about like the old one on like classic windows like sierra like really digital yeah 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 okay i know what you're talking about i played those those were some of my yeah those are kind of fun those are some of my favorite pc games they kept me busy for a long time uh because they're just they're just really easy 
fun puzzle games, and Chris Hawk loves his puzzles. And I think for my last video game, it's possibly the newest video game, and that's Overwatch. I do believe Overwatch is just a very good competitive game that I can get around, that I can just time sync in, put a bunch of time in, and it really don't gotta... All I gotta do is play, and the games are quick, it's fun playing with you guys, it's, you know, it's aggravating at times, but when we win a lot, it's just as fun, and it's a shooter, and I can dig that. Uh, so going back to Pokemon real quick, yes, as John Kanuki said, I'm a classic Pokemon player. I don't train my Pokemon to battle, because I'm not a douche, okay? And <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm not calling That's what it, they're made I'm not calling for. people a douche. They're made for battling. Whoa, you may battle your Pokemon? I like to enter mine in contest. <laughs> That's true. John John had this Roserade. He'll tell you about it. But it was fantastic, and it had, like, every ribbon. Tw- 25 and counting ribbons? I don't remember. <laughs> he'll get it back one day, or he'll get another Roserade. I, I wish. <laughs> it depresses me. I'm depressed now. <laughs> look, but, uh, look what you did, Mario. Gotta, Joey, just, gotta bring the whole Hawk podcast and Sean were always the one out of the groups battling each other in Pokemon. I, I just, I thought I was, I thought I could be good, but you know, they're doing stuff that in looking up things that tournament players are doing. And I, I'm just like, I just play Pokemon. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, a, I, I can't do safeguard and, and, and helping hand. <laughs> I just want to use uh flamethrower. Like, <laughs> you know, we actually have relationships with our Pokemon, all right? We actually love our Pokemon. Whoa. Your Pokemon are just straight trash. I collect trash. all my favorite Pokemon, okay? That's what I do. Straight trash. And all the ones that look the best to me. John, what are some of your favorite video games? Well, this list was significantly easier to make than uh, a movie list because I've already had it kind of defined for quite some time. And a few things Chris Hawk mentioned uh, appear on my list as well. Uh, I do claim that Mass Effect is my favorite video game series of all time, and I believe that's true. I've played it uh, over 50 times, all the way through all three games. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, you know it has to be up there because, and I'll be honest, 99% of those times I've played it the same way, so it's got to be the <laughs> game. <laughs> like I, Paragon, I literally right? don't make any Parag- different choices. Paragon every time. <laughs> of course, yeah. I can't be mean to people. <laughs> so. Uh, but my number two game uh, comes as quite a surprise. Just kidding. It's uh, World of Warcraft because it defined uh, 10 years of my life. And uh, I met some lifelong friends through it. And I've talked about it before. I just think that, you know, when you can have a game that's lasted as long as that and can invite as many types of people as it has over the years because it's got people from 70-year-old grandmothers that I've played with to, like, 10-year-old eight-year-old kids who are like pretty decent players and i mean you if you can get all these people together and have a good time and like everybody have fun then i mean i think that's an achievement and just 40 people working together to do anything in original world of warcraft was fantastic and those fights were simple and you know every every expansion they've had to you know expand the game and create more challenging things for people to do and i think they've always done that so it's it's just like a huge part of my life, and I, I met a lot of people through that. So that's oh. number two. Number three, I think, has to be uh, Ocarina of Time, Zelda. Uh, a Link to the Past, Chris Hawk. Did you know that's like almost universally people's favorite game of all time? I honestly did not know that. I thought they liked Ocarina more. 
No, I Link to the Past almost always shows up higher than Ocarina. Hmm. And Wind Waker a lot beats uh, Ocarina, which surprises me, even though it's a great game. I like the Macarena. <laughs> I, you know, that's uh, that's Mario. But yeah, Ocarina, because it's the first ever Zelda game I played on 64 and actually beat. And, uh, you know, I couldn't play Majora's Mask because I didn't have the 64 Rumble Pack, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I don't know if you guys remember that. You had to buy, like, a yeah. separate Rumble Pack. I needed the Rumble Pack for something, and I couldn't play the game because of that. It was or... garbage. Yeah, I forget what I'm... it was. I, I, or I needed it to have extra, to do extra Chris things. Hawk... Chris Hawk probably had a Rumble Pack. Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look at that. But I'm not going to lie. I never played Majora's Mask because I hate games that time me. So it's kind of, I'm anxious about that. Uh, but number four would be Final Fantasy XII. And uh, number six, consequently, is Final Fantasy X slash X-2. Uh, every Final Fantasy game has like a different plot, unless it's like a direct sequel. And all of them are great. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. Sure, 13 is garbage, and Chris Hawk defended it in an episode of High Score Throwdown, which I cannot believe was awarded to him. It's, it's still on I, YouTube. I never even played it. It's still on he YouTube. He never played it and could not answer my question when I asked him a direct question, but yet still wins. Who was who the host? I'm pretty sure it was you. It was me not, or it, was it George? It was, it was you or I think it was Joey. Oh. I don't know if I was. No, I don't. Know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go back to the tape. Yeah. Let me tell you, it still pisses me. <laughs> Insert replay. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember this. this is that... George Gleick we're talking about. This I didn't remember that game. Oh yeah, I forgot. All right. Playing I didn't know. Final Fantasy 12. twelve or thirteen? Go. 12. Thirteen. Yeah. Okay. 12 is the one where they broke away from the turn-based system and they let you roam around and actually fight things. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. 12 has one of the greatest... It's one of the most underrated Final Fantasy games. There's actually a series of seven judges that you actually fight. It's, it's ridiculous. The game is great. Better well, characters, better villain, and it's an MMO. Name a character in Final Fantasy 13. I've never played it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. I'm going to give that one because it's, it, it, that was bold. <laughs> That was a bold answer. <laughs> Alright, okay. Uh, but number five, it's Dragon Age. Uh, great series, obviously uh, very similar to Mass Effect in terms of uh, the, the gameplay, but not at the same time. More tactical uh, fantasy setting. Pokemon made the list. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Um, the original two for PlayStation 2. Uh, those were fantastic games, and did something new and innovative, and then uh, I put Banjo-Kazooie on my list because, man, I love that game. And that was, like, one of the two games I played all the time on 64. I think a lot of my, like, fondest video game memories come from, like, Nintendo 64. I, don't, I mean, I don't know about you guys. Nintendo 64 and PlayStation 2, like, defined my childhood. I didn't have an Xbox. I'll be honest, I don't, I didn't, I don't even think I had an original Xbox until I already had a 360. That's, like how away from xbox i was until like i met you guys pretty much yeah we were like same thing like i said earlier you know i, I didn't have an xbox until i met them and they were playing halo and i was like i really want an xbox but you know i, I grew up with like the the sega saturn so i was playing like virtual fighter 2 and you know my gr we lived with my grandmother at the time and she would 
somehow beat me and my brother at Virtual Fighter 2 because she'd always pick <laughs> she'd always pick the uh the blonde haired kid that wore like the the back to the future clothes that did the praying mantis style. Always win. I don't know how. I don't know how she did it. She didn't know what she was doing. Your mom's a pro. What you don't know is that your mom was a pro. Your grandma was a pro back yeah. then. Uh, but but yeah, same thing, John. Like I I grew up a lot with N sixty four and PlayStation one, and I had PlayStation two. But it's weird because I didn't have all these games that like like the Final Fantasies and stuff like that. Like for PlayStation one, you know, I, I played Siphon Filter. That was a big uh, shooting influence to me. That's probably why I like the third person shooters is because I was playing games like that. I don't even remember if that was third person. I think it was third person. And then uh, I played some of the sports games. And obviously, because, you know, I grew up watching wrestling since the womb. And, uh, you know, my dad was highly involved with wrestling. I always played the wrestling games, always made all my friends, always made up all these people. I loved creating people. And that's made me want to play a lot of games that were customizable or games where I could, uh, I had a lot of freedom to customize my character or anything like that i just love any i love any type of game like that i didn't really make a list but you know halo one two three halo yeah halo one two three halo one two three was a big influence on me because i met friends through those games i met lifelong friends and you know gears of war because i played with carl and that that like chris hawk said gears of war for that summer was awesome uh smash brothers because you know i i I was able to bond with uh, people I wish I could, you know, still hang out with to this day, like Danny. You know, me and me and John. John would come over and play GameCube. Uh, GameCube was a big part of my life, I think. GameCube gaming uh, thing and playing GameCube. Unreal Championship 2. I still wish they would remaster that game or make another Unreal Championship because the way that game was was just so... I, I love that game. That, that, uh, that game is just amazing to me. Um, you know, if I played it now, I'd probably suck. But I, I, at one time, I, I, I thought I was pretty good at that game. You got, you got beat by Sean Barnes, though, in that uh, tournament. No, I beat him. Remember? Oh, that's right. Other way around. I, I blocked it because you could block, and he shot the rocket at me, and I blocked it and deflected back and killed him, and I won by a point. That was, was that, was when, that was when Mario was like a pro at Unreal. As for a little bit, but, but he was like the only person that played, I think. And maybe Danny. Danny played, I think, because he helped me unlock all the characters. Uh, John, did you, did you come over and play that with me, too? I played it a little bit. I didn't play it near as much as you guys, so I was like never good. You played like the Egyptian guy, didn't you, or something? Yeah, I did. And I, I just didn't have it. And I only played with you guys those select times, so I just wasn't as good. It's the same with Smash Brothers. Like, I never owned Smash Brothers until like the Wii or the Wii U version, mm-hmm. and I just didn't play it that much, so that's why I'd always just pick the random characters when I'd come over, because I didn't really, you know, care. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, we played Double Dash a lot. Uh, I, you know, I played Vice City. I think Vice City I played a lot of uh, when I shouldn't have. I was at an age where I probably shouldn't have played Vice City. I guess I, you know, my... I guess I felt like we were a little more responsible then, um than a lot of kids today maybe but that uh we probably won't we shouldn't get into because no the kids nowadays are freaking dumb say it they're, they're dumb. super dumb they're super they're dumb just, but they're killing they're killing applebee's you know <laughs> they're Damn killing millennials. Applebee's and toys r us 
Oh my goodness. Toys R Us. They had all the sales. I mean, what else did I what else did I really get into? I mean, I think I John, did I get you into the football games or was it just one of those things where you're like, I kind of want to get into a football game. One of those things you did. No, I was just like, you know, I watch football and care about it now. Let me play the game. Yeah. Let me be all about it. I mean, recently we've done that. That's been pretty fun doing our own uh, franchise and stuff like that. Look, you've got basketball games to play, sir. <laughs> we talked about it. I simmed like 20 of them. <laughs> you simmed 40 of them. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I think you guys got to catch up, or did you guys already catch up? No, I'm still trying to catch up. I've played all 49 of my games so far, unlike some people. <laughs> Look, I'm like two in whatever, even with simming. I won like one game by myself. You can come back. Yeah, I mean, we've been playing those and doing those season modes. That's pretty fun. Um, I don't think you mentioned Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, yeah, I love Fire Emblem. Um, I remember Joey Hill and Chris Hawk borrowed my Fire Emblem for like eight years, and I didn't get it back for that long at least, or five years, or, you know, it was forever long, and it, it just got me, it passed took me around. That, it took me that long to beat it, okay? I still have your save file on there. I just want to let you know. Play of it. You, you on the last level. It's amazing. You had some kind of weird old wizard guy on your team. I was like, where would Yo, you get this guy? He's amazing. I was, yeah, one shots. He does the light. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Boom, one one shot. shot. Everything. I was like, what? I forget, I forget his name, but he was like my favorite character. That's why I used him all the time. Every time he dies, I, I, do, I turn it off. He never dies. What are you doing? Uh, I how, don't know. How are you letting him die? I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. I mean, we, uh, me and John play fighters together. Um... I, we we love games, or I I know I love games that have a lot of character choices because I feel like just more options for everyone to have their own character. I I just love that whole idea of everyone having their own character. I know George hates when people pick his character, who he plays as. He hates that. Don't pick his character then. Don't be a dummy. Yeah, don't be a dummy. I think one thing I hate about gaming now is DLC. Like I I just hate the idea of DLC. Um. I think John, you you kind of like the idea of DLC if it, it if it's a game like World of Warcraft or if it's like for uh, cosmetic wise. Am I am I right or wrong? I don't mind cosmetic skins. I don't I don't have a problem with those. I mean, if people want to spend money for something that looks cool, that's fine. I think uh, my main problem is when they charge DLC for games that are incomplete, and that's increasing. But when it's a, it adds something to the game, I don't see a problem with it. Uh, for instance, uh, Bioware's games, Dragon Age Mass Effect, I think all their DLCs added quality content for you know, what they were worth. So I feel like those were worth it, but we do get a lot of games today that um, charge you like $30 for a pass that, number one, you don't know what the DLC you're going to be getting is mm -hmm. or, or if it's going to be worth it. So why would you buy it ahead of time, but they expect you to do it? I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Chris Rock, do you have any opinions on gaming today? Uh, I don't care about DLC because I'd never buy it. Yeah, like, uh, I remember even when they first started doing DLC, like with Mass Effect or with, uh, like, I remember uh, the first DLC I ever got was free, and it was Battlefront 2, and it was Kit Fisto and Saz Ventress, I think, was the other character, and they had, like, one extra map, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool. But then, like, the first DLC I ever bought, I think, was uh, Force Unleashed. I mean, the whole game is on there, but all that did was add, like, 
other characters you can play as. Like you can play as Attack of the Clones Episode Two Obi Wan, and you can go through the the levels. And uh, I'd like you to uh, stop for a second and just think about that. That's basically the classic version of skins. Okay, it's almost the exact same thing. Well, because they do they do nothing for the game except allow you to play it in that scenario. Now, what you're talking about Battlefront, yeah, those are different characters. I can see that. That's where it spawns from, though. People that love that stuff made skins. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just it's uh, loot boxes too. What, I mean, what's your guys' opinion on loot boxes? People like to gamble. <laughs> so the, I mean, it's a good it's a good strategy. I don't particularly like them when. The odds aren't outlined, but whatever. If, if they're free and you can earn it with in-game currency, I'm all for it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm right there. Yeah, Overwatch, I mean, if you level up, you get one. And, you know, they'll give you free ones each season or something. So, I mean, that's kind of neat. But it is, like, it is gambling. I, I pretty much feel the same way. But, like, there, there are, are... What game was it where they tell you the odds of what you could get? Wasn't there a game like that that we uh, played? I mean... I don't know about that told you, but PUBG had to release theirs because of uh, the nature of them. Like they had to release the chances to to get things. That's just more recent because of like the whole EA thing. Yeah, they, I just uh, gambling and loot boxes in general. I think they had to outline the odds mm-hmm. uh, to comply or something. Chris, do you have any opinion on, on uh, gaming today at all anymore? Anything else you want to add? Um, I think. At E3, when we're getting showed games that are like three to four years off, I don't think they should be shown until like they're almost near like one year away. Because I remember some games for three or four years ago that are still being shown at E3. Mm-hmm. And every I know year. that every year. And I know there are internal problems at companies, you know, setbacks, things like that. But when we're seeing the same game four years in a row, you just know that's there's some types of problems there, and I I know it has to do with hype, trying to get, try to build up your brand, that we got the next big game coming five years later. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Really, I think. Uh, oh, go ahead, Chris. Uh, I, I mean that's, I mean it's not really a big big deal, but I I've I've seen an increase of it. I uh, I think I have a good way to uh, to cap this off and move into our movies. What uh. What are two games you guys are most excited for coming up? Um, for me personally, I'd say Spider-Man for PS4. And um, I don't know. I don't know what else. I would probably say uh, probably the Spyro remaster, just because there's not a lot of games like that anymore. Like uh, the collecting. Have you seen what it looks like? Yeah, it, it looks looks fantastic definitely is updated <laughs> but it, it's like you know what i mean like those type of games where you can jump to like it's kind of like the 3d version of the platformer in a sense but it's still got like a boss fight in it. It, it it's like you know same thing with like uh when they brought back crash bandicoot like these type like it's cool they're bringing them back and maybe it would help spawn more games like this that we haven't seen in a while i agree i, I agree with that chris Hall, anything uh if i had a ps4 spider-man if since I don't, I think Shadow of the Tomb Raider is definitely on my list, and hopefully at E3, Bethesda releases uh, Elder Scrolls Seven. 
hopefully we see some uh, footage of that. I don't see that happening. Yeah. I mean, uh, apparently, personally, apparently, sorry to cut you off, John. Apparently, they have like a three hour show or something like that. So, my God. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Skyrim on uh, VR. <laughs> uh, HoloLens. HoloLens Skyrim. Skyrim on Elder Scrolls Online. Skyrim on mobile. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, just me personally, I think uh, way, way off Cyberpunk 2077 Ooh, by uh, that one. You know, that one too. The, Witcher guys, and then uh, recently, as in next week, um, Detroit Become Human. I think that's uh, hopefully going to be a good game. It might suck, and then I'll be sad, but I'm gonna give it a shot. Already pre-ordered. I for- I forgot about all th- that, and State of Decay Two comes out. I'm not really excited for that though. I know Birdo is. Our friend Birdo is super excited for State of Decay Two. Yes, I think Birdo's excited for everything. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah. So we've talked about video games. We've talked about some of the things we we grew up uh, with, like superhero wise, and you know, video games is a big part of that. Uh, let's move into the other form of entertainment we talk about a lot: uh, movies. And uh, what are some kind of type of things movie wise that influence you? I mean, we've talked about it before with Chris Hawk. Uh, so Chris Hawk, tell us about you know time travel. <laughs> time travel. <laughs> so. I think the reason why time travel or just sci-fi in general is definitely because of my dad. My dad loves, loves sci-fi movies. I can remember him watching Heavy Metal, Aliens, uh, Back to the Future, Star Wars. And, you know, he's the one that got me into Star Wars. He, he's the reason why most of my top 10 list is probably mostly sci-fi. Um, sci-fi for me is... Is it could be from robots, artificial intelligence, to time travel. I just think it, there's a there's something about it that I love, and it's and it's always because it's technology and and the human interactiveness, how it's used, um, how like that's probably a reason why Mass Effect was my favorite thing because if you'll, you know it's aliens, technology, and it, it's all what Chris Hawk loves. But yeah, my dad is the biggest influence. Uh, I remember like the first two movies that he showed me one day when I was, I told him I wanted to get into movies that were different than sci-fi. And he showed me two movies in one night and it was Reservoir Dogs and Goodfellas. And I think both of those movies helped define a broader section other than sci-fi for Chris Hawk, where you have the Christopher Nolan, uh, the uh, Quentin Tarantino movies, which are all ultra-violence sometimes non-linear but great character acting great action and and good plot and then you have goodfellas and i think that's probably the reason why i love mob movies i love cop and robber movies i love stories that involve family and then the family that you make and the family that you are owned by those are type of the stories and movies the sci-fi movies the Goodfellas and the Reservoir Dogs that define the movies I watch now. Like those, those movies may not be my favorite now, but those movies definitely have definitely shaped why I like certain movies. Like it's like a long overarching arc for Chris Hawk of why he likes certain movies. And it's definitely because of my dad. Yeah. Same. I mean, uh, Star Wars, you know, my uncle was always big in the Star Wars and you know, like we were talking about earlier with superheroes, you know, my uncle had art books that he left at my uh, great grandmother's. And every time we would go over there, uh, we'd pick up stuff because 
we kind of used her basement as our like storage shed in a sense when because we kept moving. So, you know, his art, he, he would keep stuff down there too. And his art books were down there. He drew a lot of Wolverine and, and Samurais and stuff. And I always thought that was cool. But, you know, my uncle, uh, my dad influenced me a lot too with Star Wars. He had to buy the special editions when they came out and he had to buy like every edition to save, uh, save them. Because, uh, you know, that was the first movie my dad ever saw in theaters, he said, was Star Wars. And he saw it with his dad. And uh, his dad, unfortunately, uh, passed away when he was 10 so uh that's where i get my name from i get it from my dad's dad which is pretty cool and you know i always wanted to grow up and be like him because uh, they, they always say he was a nice guy he tried to help everybody you know my my dad was always into you know, fun stuff and uh actiony stuff or superheroes so i remember when spider-man one came out that was a big deal uh, you know, when episode one came out, that was a big deal, too, because, you know, my dad was taking me to see Star Wars like his dad took him. So that was a big deal. Uh, I remember uh, we just went to see things like movies were kind of like our, our the thing we could afford to do. You know, we couldn't always go to like a theme park uh, or, or anything like that. So, you know, we'd go to the movies. And, you know, one of the first things I remember seeing with my parents was Harry Potter. We saw the first Harry Potter uh, you know, it's a shame I'm not into it like you guys are, but that, that was definitely one of the things I, I, um, I saw with them and, you know, Spy Kids. I remember Spy Kids was a big deal. Okay. I, we sat in the front to watch Spy Kids, like in the, almost in the very front. By choice. By choice. <laughs> I, my dad took me to see that Dinosaurs movie. Do you remember that one? The CGI one? My goodness. Uh, I think he fell asleep during that. My dad also took me to see the Yu-Gi-Oh movie and the Pokemon movie. Uh, my dad was, his, he's always trying to cut a deal and, and John knows this and he, he mentioned it with the flea markets, but you know, he, he got us all the, like the duplicates of the cards that they'd give out for free. He's like, come on, how many, come on, how many more you got back there? Can you give us another one? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But you know, he, he, he always superheroes and, and wrestling was a big influence. So anything over the top character wise or action wise, I think I saw as fun. And that's what I want to see. I want to go see something fun. And, and, you know, it wasn't until later is when I really got into sci-fi. And I think star that kind of stemmed off of star Wars because, um, you know, star Wars, it's space fantasy, but it's also in a sense, science fiction. It's like a lesser science fiction in a sense, because of how adventurous it, it, it is and stuff. But, that kind of like shot me off into like science fiction, you know, where I robot and uh, things like those. But definitely my my some of what my family's been into, you know, I, I remember watching Titanic with my mom because uh, she had to buy the VHS and it had the two tapes because it was so long. James Cameron, you and your long movies. Hmm. <laughs> But uh, I'll get more into uh, some of my favorite movies and stuff when we get to the lists, because, you know, there, there's some where you, when I would stay with my dad over the summer that we just watch repeatedly every day. Or, you know, as, as John knows, um, you know, when my dad will leave a movie on and or leave it on repeat a or it will stay on the menu. That menu the, music. <laughs> menu music the whole <laughs> night into the morning. <laughs> And, you know, my dad, when he goes to work early, he won't turn it off, so you'll hear it until you go downstairs. That's and your alarm clock. Yeah, this is alarm clock. 
But uh, yeah, so John, what what are some movies that you grew up with, or some some of the stuff that influenced you that your parents you watched with your parents, or you and your brother got into? Because Nick Kanoki, he's into a lot of some of the things that you are too. Yeah, but I'm seven years older than him. All right, that's true. Uh so uh, I can't mention one of my movies because it's on my list, and it, it is it is like an earlier thing. I think a lot of my my movies and like what I like is more from uh, maybe friends or, like, people encouraging me. Because, I mean, my mom has never been into, like, all the all the stuff. She really likes the Harry Potter movies, but, like, she never read the books. Uh, my dad actually read all the Harry Potter books. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how many books my dad has ever read, but I know that he read all the Harry Potter books, which is astounding to me. And he would read them with me. Like, we'd both read them after like they came out like i would read it before him because i read faster and then he'd read it and we'd talk about it and you know his parents actually read the books too that's where we got a lot of them because we wouldn't buy them we'd just borrow them and i i think that you know had a lot of like impact on fantasy wise but i mean a lot of uh other things too it comes from you know my interest in fantasy and reading books myself and, um, I mean, my mom read to me a lot when I was a kid, you know, she encouraged me to do things that I liked to do and, uh, just watch movies that, you know, I liked and stuff like that. And, you know, like your dad, Mario, my dad did take me to the Pokemon movie and I, I mean, my dad fell asleep during that. So <laughs> even though he played the card game and he knew who all the Pokemon were, he, he still fell asleep. So I don't know. I, I think... A lot of my stuff is just like personal exploration. I don't know that it comes from any influences directly. More so that uh, people along the way kind of shaped that. I'll mention one specifically when I talk uh, about an anime movie on my list. But that, that kind of got me into anime. And I'll, I'll explain that when I get there though. So like anime, you, you kind of discovered on your own? No one really pushed you towards it? it? It was yeah. It was me and me and a friend. I mean, obviously everybody watched Toonami and Dragon Ball Z back in the right. day, but right, I'm right, talking right. like other animes, not as popular or something you wouldn't see on TV. So, but I'll, I'll get there. I remember when I was sick one time and I was staying up and watching Dragon Ball Z. And my dad stayed up and watched with me, and he was like, "Oh, this is cool," and he like had no idea what anything was. <laughs> I was like, "It's Goku, Dad." I stayed up till midnight. Like every week to watch Outlaw Star back in the day, man. Oh my you, goodness! I love that anime. That's a that's a list that John can easily tell us. Oh, I already have it. I have it going on. It's ongoing. Every time I watch a new anime, I consider <laughs> putting it on the list, or I add it to the list of animes I've watched. I could have done that in five seconds, but you didn't ask for that. Yeah, that's didn't true. ask for that. That's true. We'll we'll do a whole episode on anime, and we'll get your and brother. I won't in tell on you it. my list. It's a secret. It's a top secret. <laughs> well, guess his anime list. Here we go. Main event time. Welcome to the main event. This is what um, we're excited about. Hopefully, everyone listening, you are excited that we're finally here. We're going to reveal our top 10 favorite movies, and we're going to guess each other's top 10 favorite movies or how many number of movies we want to guess that's on our top 10. If that makes sense. But uh, first, we're going to have you guys guessed, get guessed, guess my top 10 favorite movies. So uh, whoever wants to start or however you guys want to do it, go ahead. Guess are we doing the Are we doing the real list or the not so real list? You can do whatever list you want to do first. Okay, I'll go first, Chris Hawk. I have a, 
a list that I think is very valid. It starts off with a movie Mario hasn't seen yet called Han Solo. <laughs> it then goes into uh, the Halle Berry Catwoman, <laughs> followed by Iron Man 3. Oh, oh man. Oh, my spring, goodness. Spring Breakers. <laughs> I love Man, of, spring man of Steel. <laughs> Beetlejuice. All the Harry Potters he hasn't seen. And, I like uh, Beetlejuice. Com- culminating with the number one uh, movie of all time that Mario loves so much, and that's The Hangover. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that in theaters with you and Danny Moore, so... Oh, I remember. We picked him up from Dollar Tree. I got Mario's real top five here, John. Okay? Oh, my top five. Yeah, your top five, number five, we're going to go with Man of Steel. You know, it's not his his favorite favorite, but it's it's up there on his favorite. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, then we got Interstellar. Mario just loves this movie. Mario <laughs> loves, loves this movie. All right, all right. I love it so much. And then Mario, a movie Mario cannot stop ever talking about because it's always in his mouth, The Godfather Part Two. It's just <laughs> always... That is hands all... down the best sequel to anything Mario's ever seen. Right, 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 right. Mario loves that movie more than any other sequel. And then we have... Mario's favorite crime movie, The Departed. Mario cannot stop talking about how much he loves that movie. Oh, all movies I hate. And then Mario's number one favorite movie of all time. Oh, that wasn't number one? No, no, this is it right here. We saw it in theaters together. I think we both walked out loving it. You were instant fave. Jurassic World. It's Jurassic World. It's your favorite movie of all time. Oh, Oh yeah! Oh, I I just I just adore all of those movies. I, Chris, do you remember how excited I was for Lockout? <laughs> and that movie was garbage. You're still talking about this? I remember how excited you were for Lockout. You remember? <laughs> oh my god! It was like the most disappointed I've ever heard you. <laughs> I was so disappointed. That's because I brought I. Everybody was like, I got everyone together to go see it. And I was like, I was so, I was like, you guys, I'm so sorry. I did. I think that wasn't that a double date. That was like a triple date or something. Oh my goodness. I have no idea. You apologized to me. I wasn't even there. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I'm sorry. I considered inviting you. <laughs> You're lucky you weren't there. <laughs> well, maybe because it was kind of funny. You know it what? So One day, if I can rent out a theater screen my birthday or for something <laughs> i'm we're gonna reshow that movie we got to we got to <laughs> just for john um yeah but do you, do you guys have a real list to guess besides all the <laughs> movies i hit, despise there you I go john you i go, don't john. have a list i just have some movies that i think may appear on it so i'm just gonna throw them out there uh alien predator uh planet of the apes star wars uh Maybe The Last Dragon. I Somehow I doubt it. And uh, I robot because I'm kind of cheating because I know Mario's <laughs> considering it. So uh, that's I don't have a real list, Chris Hawk. You can go. All right. So I got Predator, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Alien, Star Wars, Space Jam, The Shining, The Thing. Uh, John, I think you forgot a very important movie, and that's uh, Superman Returns and I guess. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> This is All the reason them. I went first, is because I'm the easiest. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Space Jam, I really did consider putting that on my list. Oh, I'm not going to lie, I considered it too. Um, Last, Last Dragon definitely was a consideration. 
Uh, these are movies that I'm going to tell you right now that were almost on my list. Five Deadly Venoms, The First Fantastic Four, Pursuit of Happiness. I love that movie. It's a good uh, movie. That was a good movie. Any of the diehards, John Carter. Like I even text. I texted my brother, and I texted John, <laughs> and I texted. I texted Kenya too, and I was Kenya didn't really know, but I, I asked. I was like, John Carter, Alien or the Robot? Like who? I Robot. Who should go on my list? Or Die Hard or something like that. I don't remember what I asked. John, I really like John Carter, and you know everyone hates you that did. movie. You did. You did. Everyone. Everyone. Mario was like a great defender of that movie. Uh, Batman '89. I got a. I got. I almost put that on my list because that was, uh, you know, one of the first superhero movies I remember watching as a kid. And Batman Forever because I loved that movie when I was a child. I just love uh, Val Kilmer as as Batman. I don't know why. Are you talking about uh, Val Kilmer, who who starred in uh, Star Wars: According According to Smurf? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, here's my real top ten favorite movies of all time, and this is um, subject to change over time. Because because when you're writing these things up, you know you you got so much going through your head, you don't know where to place it and like i said those other ones could easily go on here too but number 10 is alien one two three i'm going to collectively put them together uh number nine is teenage mutant ninja turtles two secret of the ooze how did we forget that beautiful John? beautiful how did we for- how did we forget that uh number eight is i robot <laughs> uh <laughs> i love that movie spooner number seven uh superman returns Chris Hogg got that one right. Uh, number six, Spider-Man 1. Uh, number five, X-Men 2. Number four, Planet of the Apes, all of them. Uh, two, Star Wars 1 through 6. Uh, and number one, Predator. It has so, to be. It had to be Predator. Had to be had Predator. To be. You and your grandmother have seen that a billion times. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, <laughs> did you know my aunt will like have it autoplay or, or, or like somehow she can control like she, I guess she has cable, and somehow she can set it to where it will autoplay when it comes on, or something. And my like it will just come on, and my grandmother would be watching it, and she won't realize it until halfway through. And she's always like, "It's Predator." <laughs> God, it's Predator or Predator Two, Alien vs Predator. She does it with all of them. It's hilarious. But yeah, that was my top ten. Uh, next is me and John will guess Chris Hawk's top ten. Oh my goodness! So all right, I'll I'll take I'll go first. I okay. got the real list. I, real list or joke list? <laughs> it's the real list always. <laughs> oh, the real list. Of course, number ten has to be a movie Chris Hawk hasn't seen yet. Is Venom? <laughs> yeah. Uh, number nine is uh, Spider-Man Three with Venom. It's uh, keeping the Venom theme. I love that movie so much. Uh, some other things on this list: uh, Tyler Hawk the movie, uh, Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Uh, Pinocchio, the Emoji Movie, uh, The Last Airbender by M. Night Shyamalan, and uh, Chris Hawk's number one, obviously, is The Commuter. He saw it recently, he couldn't stop talking about it, so it just had to be. Oh, that's a good list, that's a good list. Here's here's my realist list. Uh, Number 10, Ready to Rumble, the WCW movie. Uh, Number 9, Attack of the Clones. Uh, number eight, Doctor Strange. Remember Chris Hawk raving about Doctor Strange and how innovative oh. it was with its visualness. Um, 
Vision. That's a word, right? Uh, number seven, uh, Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Chris Hawk, I just uh, loves Michael Clark Duncan as King. I'm an Electro Nochos. He loves the playground scene. Number six, White Man Can't Jump. We know that. Uh, number five, Spider Man 3. Number four, Devil Wears Prada. Uh, number three, Hunger Games Catching Fire. I know that's top three. Uh, number two, Harry and the Hendersons. And number one, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I know this is all time favorite movie. The movie that was shafted by Chris Hawk in a year he said it was great, but didn't even include it on his list. No, for, uh, but um, do you have another well, top ten to guess for Chris, for Chris Hawk, John? No, I mean, the only things I could think of were maybe, I, I assume The Matrix shows up there yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, probably probably Blade Runner, but I don't know. I, my real list actually contains of um, Cloverfield, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Because he said there was two there was two things on there that were wild cards. Uh, Pulp Fiction, Spider-Man 1. I know he secretly freaking loves that movie. And I was Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. Man two. Uh, Interstellar, Avengers, Star Wars, Reservoir Dogs, and number one I said was Kill Bill. So Chris Hawk, tell us your top ten and how right we were about dawn of the planet of the apes then uh the commuter and the tyler tyler hawk the movie oh man top 10 uh, i gotta go with one of my favorite western movies uh tombstone tombstone oh, i think I is just think about that tombstone is just i think is just one of the most quotable movies out there and i just great performances all around number nine is clerks i told you i got two, i got a black and white movie on here and uh, I think that's one of my favorite comedy movies. Uh, number eight is uh, all the Spider-Man movies. I think I got to put them all down. I love them all. But uh, Spider-Man 1 gets the, takes the cake for my favorite. I knew it. Number seven is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think uh, they're doing something right. And I love, all, I love most of those movies. Maybe not Doctor Strange. Okay. <laughs> the visualness. The visualness. Uh, number six is Minority Report. I think it might be my favorite, almost my favorite sci-fi movie of all time, just because of how it's, it just holds up. It's just a great story, predestination, all that jazz. Love it. Uh, for number five, I have like a three-way tie between, uh, animated movies that I couldn't choose. Uh, Spirited Away, Your Name, and Ghost in the Shell, I think all take a special place in my heart. I think they're all fantastic. They all give me something different to take away when I watch them. And they're just wonderful movies. Number four is The Matrix. Uh, me and Mario are friends because of The Matrix, so it's got to be on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Matrix, I just, it, it might be my favorite martial arts movie of all time. Uh, I mean, what do you even say? What's the genre Matrix is? It's, it's got to be, it's, it's sci-fi martial arts. Uh, it's like a neo-western almost. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, I, you know what I'm gonna describe it? I love this mover. <laughs> um, for number three, I have three movies. Also, I kind of cheated a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I always do this. Well, I mean, we kind of cheated by grouping up Star Are Wars you... and stuff. No. Okay. No. Hold on. Are you <laughs> telling me that you listed three in certain sections, but I had to narrow this down? <laughs> By one by one. I'm sorry, John. Look, including I break the, the franchises rules, makes sense, okay? <laughs> because if if you're gonna list 
eight Star Wars movies, it's going to take up eight of ten of your list. But no, these are three different movies all taking up number three on Chris. I, no, I'm done. <laughs> okay. And uh, number three, it's all by the same director, so I think it counts. Yeah. yeah. Yep, oh yep, yep. Uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, I love his movies. <laughs> I think Memento, Prestige, and Interstellar are my favorite from him. They all give me something different to take away when I watch them. I've said it again. Memento might be my favorite out of the three, just because it deals with memory, uh, how it's chronological, reverse chronological, black and white chronological. It's, it's pretty great. Prestige, um, when I was younger, I was really into magic. And I think that's just, it's just a fit. I think it's the best story out of all of them. And then Interstellar is when I was also younger, I was really into space. So that's that. Uh, number two is Star Wars. All of them. I enjoy all of them. I think they're just, well, we watch ability. I think they're, they're the king. I think I have, we watched them more than any other movie. And then, of course, number one is uh, Kill Bill. Awesome. Um, so now we go down to the last person who was the hardest the guest for. And that oh, is because yeah. it's hardest for me to do. <laughs> that is and John. Apparently, I didn't cheat. <laughs> Damn, Chris Hawk. John Kanoki. So me and Chris Hawk are going to guess your top 10 list. Of course, we have we have the realist list, the realist of the realists first. I'm ready. Go ahead. All right. I'll go first, Mario. Go ahead. John Kanoki's favorite top five favorite movies. We're going to start off with Doctor Strange. John Kanoki loved this movie. I, as much as I love looking into kaleidoscopes, that's true. right. Murder, <laughs> Murder on the Orient Express. John Kanoki also loved this movie very much. I'm very much of a 2016 through 2018 movie goer. So, yes. Right, 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 right. John Kanoki also loved Warcraft. He loved this movie. I actually did. Yep. And then uh, Last Jedi. John Kanoki was a big fan of this movie. He loved it so much. He, uh, he won't stop talking about it. Just a favorite movie all around. <laughs> Let me tell you, Killing Snoke was the best choice they've ever made. Ever, ever made it. Ever of all time. And John Kenoki's favorite movie of all time is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so here's my the real of all realness John Kenoki list. These are I, I don't know if I should name them from 10 to 1, but obviously number 10 is Pokemon, the third movie. Uh, number nine is Avengers. Number eight is Grand Trino. Number seven is West Side Story. Number six is Spirit, the animated movie about the horses. Uh, the Stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> number five is Avatar. Uh, number four is Zootopia. John Kenoki oh, loves God. Zootopia. Number three is Rogue One. John Kenoki loved Rogue One. Uh, number two, Howard the Duck, because you know that's his favorite comic book character. <laughs> And his number one all-time favorite movie has got to be Strange Magic. Let's be honest. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that movie existed. <laughs> well, what was the last movie? What was the last movie? Strange Magic. Didn't oh we my see that with goodness. my brother? We did. <laughs> Nick Kenoki was present. During oh the, the, the day that movie became your all-time favorite Written movie. by George Lucas. Yes. All right, well, my real list. Whoa, oh, whoa, 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 we, we still got a guest, the real list. We still list. got a guest, my oh, friend. I thought those were your real list. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'll go first. Chris Hawk, 
can guess top five or whatever. No, 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 no. You, you cheat. You cheated. You cheated. I'm going first. Whoa, I'm going whoa, how first. did I cheat? I'm going first. All right, John. Here's my list for you. Okay, go. All right, Grave of the Fireflies, Wolf of Wall Street, Spirited Away, Inside Out, Lord of the Rings, Megamind, Incredibles, Warcraft, Your Name, Pan's Labyrinth. Some, some of those are good. Some of those are good. So I'm going to say 10 is Warcraft, 9 is Dread, 8 is Fern Goalie. Fuck, I totally forgot about Dread. 7 is Dark Crystal. The Page Master, The Incredibles, Harry Potter, Princess Mononoke, The Lego Movie, and of course, Lord of the Rings. Those are, those are some good guesses. I, I'll tell you, I did consider all of those movies in, uh, in my thought process. But none of them are there. <laughs> <laughs> no, a few of them are. All right, so I'll start at number, uh, number 10. Uh, no, I'll start at number... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll go up. Well, hold on. I have two honorable mentions. Uh, I wanted to put Dread on this list. And I'll tell you, you know what I wanted to put on this list? It's Demolition Man. I love that movie, <laughs> but I did not do it. Oh, man, I forgot about Demolition Man. Uh, so number 10, I think I, ha- I felt obligated to put Star Wars on there. I think it is uh, you know, fantastic. I don't like it as much as other people uh, because of my other choices, but I do really enjoy it, uh, minus eight. So, uh, you know, that's number 10. Number nine is uh, Fern Gully. Mario had a bit higher than I did. Uh, I love that movie. My original uh, list had it at nine. I didn't hear that one, so I don't believe you. <laughs> oh, you're right. That was Avengers. I, uh, I'm a very big animated movie person, and uh, I love that movie. I, I think Tim Curry is Hexus, the villain in it. So, you know, I, I love everything about that movie. Uh, number eight is uh, Ghost in the Shell, the animated movie. Had to specify. Again, uh, Chris Hawk mentioned it, you know, briefly when he was talking about animated movies. Um, it, it's fantastic. Number seven is uh, Akira, which uh, is where my my love of anime comes from. Uh, I think it was like man, fifth or sixth grade, maybe fourth grade. Uh, I met this guy. His name was Chad. <laughs> and he had Akira, man, and we watched that, and it was just like, the dude was my best friend at the time, and it was, you know, I'd never seen animes like that. I only seen like the classic Dragon Ball Z and stuff, and that just opened up a whole world of different animes for me. So I think that defined like a lot of anime for me was like seeing Akira for the first time. But you know, in Smurf since kindergarten. Well, I have, yeah, <laughs> kindergarten meaning the fourth grade. <laughs> Uh, so number six is Spirited Away. Uh, I only picked two Ghibli movies, and uh, if we're going Chris Hawk style, I would have put Castle in the Sky on, on the same level as this. I think you that's do one it. of the best ones. Uh, but Spirited Away is just such a, a good movie. Uh, number, what the hell number am I on? Five? five? Yeah. Uh, is Pan's Labyrinth. Chris Hawk was uh, good to throw that in there. I really like that movie, even though it's a foreign language film. I just, uh, the fantasy elements. Uh, number four is not The Wolf of Wall Street. It's not the DiCaprio movie I chose to uh, throw on this list. Shit. It's, uh, it's Gangs of New York. Oh, Bob uh, the Butcher. No, yeah, Bill, Bill the Butcher. Between Daniel Day-Lewis and uh, DiCaprio, man, I love that movie. Oops, Even if it's so three good. hours long, I will watch that movie every time it's on. I just skipped the parts with Gwyneth, uh, not Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Cameron Diaz. Just yeah, skip you have them. to. Just skip them. 
Uh, number three is Inception. Um, really like that movie, and it is easily watchable. It's not long like some of the other DiCaprio movies, and obviously I'm a huge DiCaprio guy, so I had to have two of them on this list. Number two is Princess Mononoke. Even though I think it's too long for other people to watch that aren't into like anime, I do really enjoy the movie, and I'll watch it every time, but I, I do think it's not a movie for uh, not hardcore anime viewers. And number one is, unsurprisingly, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I've seen that, I don't know how many times. And uh, my brother, like, I asked him, I said, hey, what are my favorite movies? They're making me make this list, and I don't know what to do. And he was like, I don't know, all your favorite movies are trash. Maybe the only <laughs> thing we've seen is Lord of the Rings a bunch of times, so maybe that, I don't know. That sounds that's what he, that's like literally him. what he told me. That sounds like Nick Kenoki. Trash. I can see him emphasizing trash. <laughs> it's very hard to do, and I'm not happy with it, but I do think it represents me in terms of Leonardo DiCaprio, fantasy, and anime movies. I honestly thought Lego Movie would be on there. I wanted it me. to be on there, and it holds a special place in my heart uh, because I used to play Legos with my mom and my brother at a young age, but I, I don't. I, I'd probably be interchangeable with Star Wars at last. It's just it's a hard list. I'd have to think about it forever. Yeah, it's it's like what I said about the those honorable mentions I named off. Like I could interchangeable them at any time depending on, you know, whatever. Cinema seven, 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 seven. That was our top ten movies of all time, and I hope you enjoyed our um us roasting each other kind of the whole episode and especially at the end there with our joke lists because <laughs> I just love Man of Steel and Interstellar let me tell you you know, you know what I love just to I mean just to bring it all home Josh Haddix yeah Josh that Haddix guy. we need to make an autobiography about that guy we need to make sure Biopic. that we check up that we gotta make sure that we check up on him in the burn unit because he got burnt real bad <laughs> I didn't even this- feel like I burned him that much like I think you calling him empty in the head is really bad. Okay. Josh, if you're out there, man, wherever you are, Mario loves you. Um, in a special way. I, I will say before we sign off, though, that I, I texted him today because they, uh, Twitter had that moment of that um, that Twitter moment for the uh, that movie coming out. Um, the guy who did uh, like Nymphomaniac and all that, I think. I think it's the same guy, but he made this the house that Jack built, and it's like this crazy psychotic uh, serial killer movie or something. And he like, and the guy kills uh, kids and and does weird stuff to women and stuff in the in the movie. And apparently, a lot of people walked out of the theater, and there was a few people that stayed that gave him a standing ovation. Apparently, but uh, yeah, that, I, I had to text. Josh Haddix about that movie and send him everything because he's into those weird movies at Cannes Film Festival or whatever. It was a Twitter moment. You can look it up if you really are interested. But uh, yeah, that was that was just a little episode to get to meet us because you know we, we do these review episodes and you kind of get the sense of us in those uh, episodes of what we like and what we dislike and you know us always making jokes and referencing other things. And, you know, it's our 100th episode. We want to do something special. So why not get to know us more and what influences us and, and what we grew up with and 
you know, we're always uh, looking for guests and, and, and making new friends and having people on. So uh, definitely, you know, comment on Facebook or email us or donate to our Patreon if you want to be a guest and come on the show and talk with us. You know, we'll, we'll definitely communicate back. And uh, speaking of that, you can look us up on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Vero, True Social, uh, Cinema7 underscore pod is Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, on, on Facebook, I always say it, but we're just Cinema7. How we spell seven is we replace the S with the number seven, Cinema, number seven, E-V-E-N. Uh, and I just mentioned Patreon, so John, if you wanted to mention uh, some of the stuff we got going on in Patreon tiers and our goal and, you know, name out those people that help donate to uh, donate and help us out. Yeah, the goal is to, uh, you know, eventually have a, you know, appear at a, a Comic-Con or two, uh, maybe have a live podcast. Uh, we got some tiers in there. You can donate as little as a dollar. Uh, you don't get anything for that except the thanks on every episode, like so. Thanks, Mario. Thanks, Chris, Chris Hawk, I, I'm, I'm sure if I'm reading that right. Uh, thanks, Joey Hill. Thanks, me. And thanks, Mario's mom. for. Uh, thanks for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. Traveling and, down uh, the road. And back. Oh, there's sorry. stickers and uh, t-shirts and other stuff like that you can get if you donate more. But we don't need that. A dollar is good enough. I mean, anything is good enough. You listening is good enough. You are good enough. Yeah, and definitely uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That's that would be awesome too. That would help us out a lot and and uh, get us a little noticed on the and on the out there and uh, you know liking us on SoundCloud and you can comment on SoundCloud so you can interact with us on there too. That would be fun and uh, definitely let us know by following us on social media and and interacting with us. We're we're trying to do new content where it's just uh, I can't even say the word exclusive to uh facebook and or youtube because we're looking to get on youtube to um you know get people more involved and and get more opinions on the show because you know that's one thing we always said we were about is all the different opinions so uh you can definitely donate and be a patreon and and be part of our exclusive content that we're gonna start doing where we we interview you and get your opinions about things and that'd be real fun because uh, that's what we're about. And uh, Chris Hawk, we, we also have that Audible, if you wanted to mention that. So on Audible, you just got to go to www.audibletrial.com Com. slash C7Pod. Oh, we got it right. Yeah, look at that. First try. You should make and, the uh, And for little as nothing, you get to rent or rent. You get to keep a book forever your trial's free the audible's free for a month but you get to pick any book any book i think they have over forty thousand books i'm pretty sure it's more than that on amazon no it's not amazon it's audible but you you get it through amazon right no you can buy it through amazon owns audible that's right yeah (laughs) all the audible books yes you like listen to books you get a long commute do that. Listen to your books. Mario loves listening to books. He's listening to one right now. Mario, what book are you listening to? I am actually still listening to the uh, Area X trilogy. Mario, it's probably too scary, and probably it's why Mario's listening to it so slow. Well, it's because uh, I listen to other podcasts, and I, I like to listen to uh, our podcast to see how it sounds after we, we, we post it and drop it and all that, and 
and I, I listen to some audio dramas. So I, I, I kind of sh- uh, like shuffle through everything. And, and the fusions are on Spotify now. The the playlist we make. So you can check us right, out if on you Sp- love music. Spotify. Check out our when you know check out our top ten list of music. Chris Rock. So www.audibletrial.com C7pod 30 day free trial free audiobook there you go do it you'll like it that was our 100th episode Uh, join us for 101 hopefully you do because we're going to be talking with an actress who was in what? 10,000 more and 10,000 more oh my goodness yes when we get to 10,000 my goodness we're talking to actress Chris McGinn she was in recently the movie Kidnap, and she's on the Netflix show Seven Seconds. Check those out, and uh, if you like Kidnap, like my entire family, and look out for that episode. That'll be 101. So if you, yeah, if you liked our Paul Cram episode, you're definitely going to like this episode, because it's basically going to be very similar. And with that, I think we have nothing really else to talk about. Uh, so, till next time, Chris Hawk, take it away with the uh, classic... Chris Hawk send off. All right. From us at Cinema 7, we want to thank you always for watching with us. We want to thank you always for listening with us. And we want to thank you always for exploring with us.
regular checkup Scooping in the past for a time hiccup It's a damn blessing, it's a damn curse But I'll be damn sure to be back for the first verse It's a new hope, galaxy so far away KTR first class coming straight out of VA Tron so hard, call me the Omega Night it up, whatever, while I'm playing my Sega I'm not rapping about pussy this time around Cause I'm so badass that I run this town Make all y'all non-nights mow my lawn Wait a second, I gotta tell Sean Reputation with a full annihilation. Haters will be like Paul Revere. The nights are coming. The nights are coming. Here we come, yo. We're bringing independence. Got dual-sided blades like the Phantom Menace. I ain't giving you tip because we in a recession. I'm a romance, yeah. I'm your anti-depression. Your rage on double time and solid day. If I'm no slack, courageous as we're getting to put the team on my back. With an offense to the cadence of a glorious thing called life. It's not suspicious. Persistence and we'll never stop the strength. Send the haters on our way and we'll run them through the wire. Put some flames of versatility. Yeah, we'll piss out all the fire. To the wind and never free. It's obligatory race. Decimate exterminate. All opposition of my night. Overdue. Mate.